Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! When my time on Earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my <laughs> I mean, that's a classic, isn't it? It just seemed like yesterday. It was last week that we were celebrating Bob Knight's 83rd birthday. I believe uh, October 25th with his 81st, uh, 83rd birthday, Robert Montgomery Knight, rest in peace, passing away yesterday at the age of 83. Three national championships, five Final Fours, an Olympic gold medal in 1984, that stacked Olympic team that had young Michael Jordan on it. Did he, did he, when he was a player for Ohio State, I think they won a national championship, didn't they? They did. I don't know how much of a part of those, those teams he was. But if you go back, I think he's a he's a, a, a winner of a college basketball winner as well. And although he's not born in Indiana, he's not a native Hoosier. Yeah, he man, I think a case could be yeah. made that he's the most famous Hoosier, right? Wasn't born here, but for a long time, if someone says the state of Indiana, what's the first person that comes to your mind? I think for a long time, a stretch of maybe 30 years, the answer was Bob Knight. In terms of sports or just in general? In general. Interesting. In general. I mean, Bob Knight was an institution. I heard Rob Kendall say earlier today, Bob Knight was bigger than the program. Mm. And a lot of people might not like to hear that, but there may be some truth in that. So, Nigel, let me ask you this. Why do you think Bob Knight resonated with so many people here in Indiana. I don't know. I loved I loved the way he coached. I loved the fact that he was a red ass. I loved the fact that he didn't take crap from the refs. I loved the fact that he uh, um, emphasized education and players going to class and the fundamentals. Right. That's that's what I loved about Bob Knight. I'll never forget being, you know, 10 years old, watching the 87 championship with my old man. And uh, Keith Smart draining that uh, draining that um, last second shot, and the thing that caught me—I went back and watched that today—is Bob Knight was mostly calm during the end of that game because they didn't—I forget—they didn't let the seconds run off the clock right away or something like that. But right. but I'll never forget cheering in my old man's bedroom. He let me stay up and watch the game. And it's a different era. I don't know if you could coach basketball the Bob Knight style today with these kids of today with the NIL money and the shoe deals and you know everybody being offended by everything but if you listen yeah. to a lot of these former players and we're going to have you know a number of them come forward in the next 24 to 36 36 hours that haven't already you're going to hear a common thread toughness and accountability bob knight wanted these kids to be tough and he wanted these kids to turn into men and that's what he did for about 90, 95% of the players that went through there. Now, he wasn't for everybody. There were transfers. There were people that did not like Bob Knight. No. And he certainly didn't do everything right. Bob Knight, shocking hot take here, was not a perfect person. 
made a lot of mistakes. But deep down in his core, I really do think he cared about the kids that were on that team. He wanted them to become productive members of society. And his resume, again, like you said at the top of the this segment, is just amazing. I mean, top five wins in all of uh, coaching history. And he did win a championship with Ohio State as a player. Are you kidding me? Three national championships? We're like, as far in terms of you and I being sports fans um, and Indiana sports fans, just in general, Pacers, Colts, IU, Purdue, um, I think you and I are, are lucky to have been part of some of these, when I say part, just fans, been able to soak it in because some people will see their favorite teams never win any. I mean, you're a Cubs fan. You experienced right. it. I didn't <laughs> think I'd ever see a Cubs World Series. Right. My grandfather never did, and he was the one that got me you know, into watching the Chicago Cubs. Never got to see a championship. There are fans you know, of the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland oh, Indians Lord. that have been alive for a long time and they've never seen a championship. You know, if you're an IU fan, depending on your age, yeah. you've seen three. You've got three banners, multiple Final Fours. Sure. Right. Five total championships for the Hoosiers. Bob Knight responsible for three. The undefeated perfect season in 76. Sports Illustrated naming that team the overall top team in the history of March Madness, the 76 Hoosiers. Um, but we've seen a Colts Super Bowl Absolutely. in this city. Yeah. If you're a Notre Dame football fan, again, depending on your age, you've seen at least one championship, the latest being an 88. Pacers, I mean, finals. We've seen right. the Pacers go to the finals. A lot of ABA championships, <laughs> yeah. but nothing in the NBA yet. Need to get the Pacers across that finish A lot line. of AFC finalists uh, <laughs> flags hanging in Lucas Oil. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, some right? embarrassing banners <laughs> hanging up. But uh, if you're an Indiana basketball fan, yeah. you remember Bob Knight. You remember success. And to go back to the question of why do you think he resonated with so many people, I think this soundbite, you know, this sounds like somebody that would resonate with blue-collar, everyday working Hoosiers. You can talk about all the motivational speeches and phrases and devices in the world, but the greatest motivator of all is your ass on the bench. There is no better motivator. Ass meets bench. Bench retains ass. <laughs> ass transmits signal to brain. Brain transmits signal to body. Body gets ass off bench and plays better. I mean, it's a hell of a sequence of things that takes place. That makes sense now because he rode the pine for Ohio State. He, especially those for that first year when Havlicek and Jerry Lucas were on the team, he rode the pine. He rode the bench. That brings it full circle. That's a really interesting clip. I've never heard that one before. So when you think of memorable moments with Bob Knight, you could talk about the 76 undefeated team. You could talk about the Keith Smart game-winning shot in 1987. But is this next piece of sound the signature moment for Coach Knight's time at Indiana? Two-shot technical against the bench and against Bob Knight. Steve Reed, an excellent free-throw shooter, will have the honor of shooting the technicals. Look at here. Look at here. Look here. Bobby Knight just threw his chair. Clear across the free throw lane. And I think uh, Fred Unbelievable. Jones. And Bob Knight is gone. So, so what are you <laughs> asking? If that's his 
signature moment yes. as a coach. I would probably think that he would think like you know winning a championship. Those well, that's what he signature. would think. But if we did a family feud style right, survey, right, 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 and I walked okay. out on Monument Circle yeah. and talked to one hundred random people and said, "What's your most memorable Bob Knight moment?" I'm willing to bet that that chair toss was number one. Okay. If you're doing a family yeah, feud style right. survey. Um, this was Bob Knight talking about the incident that ultimately led to his dismissal at Indiana. Some kid came up to me and say, hey, Knight, what's going on? That kid made a dumb mistake. You know, I went over to that kid and I did a lot more for the son of a bitch than his parents ever did for him. And I went over there and I said, son, let me tell you something. You don't address adults like that under any circumstances. And that's why I have no use for Indiana University, because they used that as a reason to get me out of there. And that's absolute bullshit. You know, I'm glad he finally came around and put the grudge behind him. And, you know, he made an appearance at Assembly Hall a few years ago. Pretty emotional one. Yeah, it was pretty nasty there for a while. Real nasty. He was wishing death upon yeah. people on public, <laughs> yeah. you know, nationally syndicated radio shows. I think he went on with Dan Patrick, and Dan Patrick was like, you know, a lot of those people are gone. Some of them are dead. Why don't you go back? And I think Bob Knight said, I wish they were all dead. <laughs> so Bob Knight passing away at the age of 83, and throughout the evening, afternoon, we'll have more tributes coming in, but you know we couldn't have a segment where we didn't play the infamous speech recorded in the locker room at least one time. I mean, if you're not going to recover Greg Graham, if you're just going to let him drive by it, if the rest of you are going to let him catch the ball outside the three-second lane and drive all the way in here without one guy challenging him, then I'm leaving and you fucking guys will run till you can't even suffer. Now, I'm tired of this shit. I'm sick and fucking tired of an 8-10 record. I'm fucking tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to f*** around this week. Now, you may be, but I'm not. Now, I am not here to get my ass beat on Monday. Now, you better get your head out of your ass. That's actually how our boss, David Wood, talks to Nigel and I before every show. Uh, Sick and tired of getting beat by Hank. Sick and tired of losing to B-105. I'm not here to mess around this week. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the WIBC hotline. One of the greatest to ever play at Indiana University, an All-American, and currently the Director of Player Development, Calbert Chaney, joins us. Calbert, thank you so much for taking the time. And we'll start with the million-dollar question. What is your best memory of Bob Knight? I think I'll probably say the best moment uh, uh, is when uh, when I ended up getting the the all-time scoring record uh, against Northwestern. Uh, I think when uh, coaches, you know, all about team, and we've all, you know, I've always been about team, and Indiana's always been about team, and 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 when he. 
I told everybody to stop the game. He wanted everybody to stop the game and give me the game ball in the middle of the game. was a was a was a tribute. Uh, it was I was very surprised because uh, we've always had the moniker of being uh, you know everything we do we do as a team and uh, there's no individual accolades. And even if you do get individual accolades. Um, uh, you know, we don't we don't really concern ourselves with that. But when he uh, stopped the game and, and had uh, uh, Ed Hightower give me the game ball, uh, it's just a tribute to him and and what he it had he had me understand what what he thought of me as a person and as a player. So uh, that that really touched me, and uh, I was really appreciative of that. Calbert, do you remember the very first time you ever spoke to or came in contact with Coach tonight? Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> Actually, it happened when um, when I came on on a recruiting trip. I came to watch uh, watch them play. I think it was Purdue, and uh, they were they uh, and uh, Coach went on one of his one of his little tangents, uh, <laughs> and and you know, and I think we were in the locker room, and I think he ended up knocking over one of the the water coolers, and uh, and I was like, man. I <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we went in to talk to coach, and like I said, it was like it was like it, when I went in to talk to him, it was like it never happened. But when uh, we, we came up on the trip, uh, you know, he just told me to go on and do my thing, and he just wanted to talk to my mom. And uh, my mom, you know, was, a, was a, I think she was the final nail in the coffin in terms of uh, you know when me come on to come here. When she said she had a you know the chance to talk to him and everything, uh, you know, she said this is where she wanted me to go, and and uh, you know, and, then I, and at the end of the day, this is where I wanted to, wanted to be as well. So, uh, yeah, but it was, when I when I saw him, you know, him on one of his tangents, it, I was like, man. I don't <laughs> am know. I gonna right, am I, I, I going to be doing the right thing here? <laughs> I mean, what's it like being recruited by Bob Knight? Like when he sits down and speaks with you and you mention your mother, uh, what are the things that he brought up? Um, he just brought up, you know, thing about team and how I'm, you know, playing as a team and being able to, to uh, he talking about how he can make me a better player and teach me, teach me and help me to understand how to play the game. And, uh, you know, I remember when, uh, uh, my junior year, I think he came to see me play, and I stunk up the gym. And actually, I don't think he uh, at that time, from what I understand, he didn't, you know, he didn't want anything to do with me. Oh wow! Because I, because I, because I didn't play particularly well. But then, I had a really good AAU summer that next year. And uh, you know, Ron Shelling, who was the assistant coach at the time, he was the guy that was recruiting me. You know, said, "Hey, you know, you know, Calvert has the opportunity." You know, I'll tell you what, let me tell you something. Calvert has the opportunity to to be pretty darn good. Uh, and at that, I think that that year we had the the best recruiting class in the nation. And uh, and I was, I think I was the last guy to sign. So uh, you know, I ended up, you know, and the coach was like, "Okay, I, you know, I trust you, Ron." So uh, they ended up, you know, offered me a scholarship, and you know, after that, the the rest is history. Uh, we're speaking with one of the. Uh, greatest uh, basketball players to come out of IU. Calvert Chaney here on Hammer and Nigel show reflecting on the passing of Coach Bob Knight. Was Bob Knight, uh, I mean we all know uh, famous for, as you know, quote tangents. We we, we all know his fiery personality. Um, but w- w- did he have a sense of humor? I mean I feel like there was a, camar- a camaraderie with that team. You know, that, that there was that controversial picture that made its rounds with you and him and kind of in a joking manner. Was he, did he ever joke around or was it always, always business all uh, serious oh no 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 he, he joked around a lot i mean he, he would you know he, he he joked around a lot i mean the great thing about what people don't understand about coaches that you know everybody talks about the physical part of it you know even brings you to death no none of that stuff you know he he was more of a metal guy he wanted you to be prepared 
uh, you know, in terms of uh, preparation for a team, preparation on 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 to compete at a high level. Uh, but also, but he he would also under he also understood that um, you know when we need a time off, you know there'd be sometimes we we'd, we'd come to practice and again he would he would ask us me Chris and tell those guys hey do you think we should practice today and we said no I don't think we should practice today we should just get some shots and you know and so he was just like he's just like one of those guys and uh, if we did what he asked us to do and we knew the concepts and everything he would he wouldn't say a word but then if you weren't competing at the level he wanted you to compete at then he gonna let you know about it so uh, and another thing about him you know he didn't play favorites you know he, he you know he, he treated everybody the same you know if you weren't playing well he's gonna let you know it uh, from, from you know one to, one to 12 one to 15 he didn't care what advice did you give to like younger players that were coming into the Indiana program you know like when the freshmen would come in and I'm sure they would turn to you and say what can we expect from Bob Knight you know we see the videos you know we've heard the rants and all this kind of stuff what advice did you give to younger players coming into the program do what he asks you to do. Um, that's it. You know, do a, a you know a learned system. Uh, be all about team. You got to be highly competitive, and you, you got to be highly uh, cerebral and uh, in, in what he t- in what he teaches you. Uh, he's, a, he's one of the best teachers I've ever been around in terms of coaching. He teaches you the concepts on how to play, and then uh, he holds you to that standard. And uh, you, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not, you don't, you don't hold, hold yourself to that standard. Or, and he sees that you're not holding yourself to that standard. He's gonna let, he's gonna let you know about it. So, uh, all I just tell him, all I would say is just, you know, like I said, you have to be mentally, mentally strong. Obviously, you're gonna be physically prepared, but mentally prepared is, is the most important thing. You talk about being mentally strong, and I'm just wondering, you know, the outside, a, a lot of hubris from Bob Knight. He looked impervious to criticism. I'm wondering if you ever saw maybe behind the scenes him. Did it ever get to him a little bit, some of the the criticisms um, behind the scenes? Of course, he would never let it show on the outside. Yeah, I never really saw that that yeah. much, especially the player. I mean, we, you know, he tried to keep that, you yeah. know, he tried to keep all that separate. You know, he he always, when he, you know, got on the floor and down between the lines, he was all about our team, and you know, so whatever. It's just like when we, you know, when we do our jobs. You know, we don't let our we don't let the outside stuff or whatever happens on the outside affect our jobs. You know, because you know if we do that, then we allow that to consume us, and you know it affects it affects our our work or our performance. So uh, he would never he would never let us know that. You know, he would still come in and do his job and, and do it well. Calbert Cheney is our guest here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Calbert, you kind of alluded to this earlier. Uh, yes, there's all the personality stuff. There's the controversies. Fine. But Bob Knight was one of the greatest basketball minds I think this country has ever seen. What did you learn about the game of basketball from Coach Knight? Um, just the simple fact that, I mean, I, I keep going back to this. This is just preparation. Uh, the man is, is always prepared. It, it would get to the point to where if we were scouting the team, if he was ever scouting the team, we were about ready to play Purdue, and we knew what we knew what Purdue was going to run every freaking time they came down the floor uh, because we were that prepared. Or, or, like, when it came offensively, you know, we had concepts to our motion offense. And, you know, and, and, and you know, if, if if the big if the big was high, it's going to be a down screen. If the big was low, it's going to be a back screen or a flare. Uh, you know, if uh, you know if it's uh, if you post up, you know you cut through. Uh, so he he, I think he was ahead of his time in terms of teaching the concepts of playing the games on both on both on both ends of the floor. And that was uh, I think he was ahead of his time. And, I, and that's why I think he's one of the, you know the the, most, the smartest coaches I've ever been around. When's the um, when's the last time you talked to Coach Knight? I mean, did you have a relationship with him after your collegiate career oh, yeah, as he was well, entered into the NBA? 
Yeah, when we started, yeah, I, you know, I would come back there in the summer times and we would we would hang out a little bit. But you know, last uh, last time I saw him was about three weeks ago. Oh. Uh, I went to his house and hung out with him a couple for for a couple of hours with him and Pat and Karen. So uh, so it was good to see him. Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, like I said, coaches. Like I said, he he's one of those guys that he's going to be hard on you. He's going to push you. He's going to he's going to try to get the best out of you. But at the end of the day, when you're done playing for him, he'll do anything for you. And that's what I love about him. Did you ever give coach crap, Calbert? Did you ever <laughs> mouth off back to coach and you know have one of those moments like you know teenage kids, kids in their early twenties have been known to have, and just have a oh, moment yeah, where yeah, you clap had, back? Well, yeah, we yeah I clapped back a couple of times when I was here, uh, but you know, you know, but at the end of the day, if you know if you have his respect, you know he'll he he, he we might clap back at one another. But at the end of the day, it's all you know we we're all on the same team, and uh, but yeah, he, he yeah I clapped back a couple, a couple of times, and you know. It, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but 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 some, but that's that's part of the, the competitive part. He wants you to be competitive like that. So and that's that's what I really enjoy. I just still in my mind, I see you with that towel, just kind of smacking the backside of Coach Knight during one of those games. <laughs> yeah. and he was just cool with it, man. He kind of just sit there with that stoic look on his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was some setup because you know we had that little issue with the uh, during the shoot around with you know the whip incident. But um, you know. And, and he, I think he understood, and that was that was part of coach. I mean, he understood that he that it was it was the wrong thing to do, and that's why he we kind of set that up when we were when we felt we had the game in hand against UCLA, and uh, that's why. And I was like, okay, I, ain't <laughs> I, no I, said, I said I ain't gonna I ain't got no problem with this. I'm gonna swing as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's for, for the last three years. <laughs> Calbert Cheney, director of player development at Indiana Basketball. Calbert, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here and uh, talk about the legacy of Coach Knight. All right, no problem, guys. Take care. Have a good day. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock! So I pay tribute to Coach Knight in the utmost way because Indiana basketball will always be Bob Knight. That was current IU head coach and former player under Bob Knight, Mike Woodson there. Uh, more on the passing of the general coming up. My name is Nigel, Jason Hammer right over there. Some news you may have missed yesterday, or th- and that was pretty big. Well, I guess it's good for Senator Mike Braun. Donald Trump officially endorsing Mike Braun for governor of Indiana in the uh, 2024 election. I mean, it's good, but also... You kind of want to own the news cycle when something like that happens. Yeah, and it got lost once the announcement of of Coach Knight passed away. Right. So it was later in the afternoon that Donald Trump put out a post on Truth Social, quote, I, I am proud to endorse Mike Braun when he ran for the Senate in 2018, and I'm proud to do so again. Mike Braun has my complete and total endorsement to be the next governor of the great state of Indiana, a state I love and won by large margins in 16 and 20. Uh, He goes on to say, uh, Mike Braun, working hard to support our law enforcement, secure our borders, and stop the woke fascist mob trying to destroy our country. That's part of a post on Truth Social that Donald Trump put out probably around 545-ish yesterday And for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, it had the news cycle. But then the news about Bob Knight's passing came out and this story was lost. Do you think an endorsement 
from the former president's oh, a big deal. Yeah, that's, that's certainly a big deal. And Do people get into endorsements, though, anymore? Well, like, I mean, it certainly helped. I mean, Donald Trump did have some success in the midterms. There were a couple of flounders. There were a couple of uh, stinkers there that, that didn't uh, get the win. But um, an endorsement from Donald Trump is is a huge thing, and and it's it's bad for the rest of the field. There's a large Republican field going going for that 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 GOP nomination. Right. Um. We you know we spoke to uh, Curtis Hill a couple of days ago when you were gone, and there's a couple other guys that are running. You also have the Democratic. Uh, McCormick, yes, is her name McCormick. So, so th- this is a this is a big field coming into 2024 for this race. There's going to be a lot of advertising between now and May when that primary is here in Indiana. And I know it's just now November, but with so many candidates, and some of these candidates, they're pretty well off financially. You know, Mike Braun does pretty well. Uh, Doden does pretty well. Uh, a lot of these guys, Chambers, does very well. So there's going to be some money dumped into this race uh, for governor here in Indiana. Now, speaking of Donald Trump, the former president also posted on Truth Social his thoughts about former IU head coach Bob Knight. Quote, the world just lost an incredible person, the great Bobby Knight. He was not just an award-winning and record-breaking coach. He was loyal to his players, to his state, and to our country. Tough as nails, but a big heart. When he endorsed me, it was like the whole great world of Indiana opened up happy and wide. Our hearts and prayers are with his wonderful wife, Karen, and sons, Tim and Pat. Their father was a great man. Got to remember, back in 2016, Donald Trump, when he was trying to secure the nomination, he campaigned a lot in Indiana. Didn't do so much in 20 as he didn't really need to. But back in 16, Donald Trump was here all the time. And Bobby Knight, who in the past hasn't really spoken out too much in regards of politics, decided to endorse Donald Trump. They did campaign events together. Here is Donald Trump speaking about Bobby Knight. I said, hello. He goes, Trump, this is Bobby Knight, and you got to run for president. Our country needs you. And I said, that's Bobby Knight. That's Bobby Knight. Hello. Like, very few people can call up Donald Trump and boss him around. Kind of feels like Bob Knight did. Bob Knight was one of a kind, one of those dudes. And the tributes are coming in. Obviously, President Trump, former President Trump, posting on social media. I thought this was really classy. This was a cool move. Purdue, their men's team had an exhibition basketball game up at West Lafayette last night. They did a moment of silence for the coach of their rival. They had a moment of silence at Mackey Arena. And then after the game, Purdue's head coach, Matt Painter, talked about how Bob Knight and the Indiana program made Purdue better. You know, he made us better. You know, in competition, and especially with rivalries, you know, you get everybody's best. And, you know, he always got Purdue's best. We, we knew, like, when we played Indiana, like, you know, you, know, you, ha- you had to have your ducks in a row. Like, you know, it was, it was going to be a great battle, but you also knew that they were always going to have a game, great game plan. They're always going to be prepared. Um, but that's what great coaches and great competition does, and it makes, 
other programs better. And I think he brought the best out of everybody in this league nationally. Um, and, you know, that was the standard. You know, they were the standard. Has Did the IU-Purdue rivalry in terms of college basketball soften there for a while? Because well, I feel like it's back. I mean, it's only a rivalry when both teams win. And yeah. for a while, Purdue was just beating the brakes <laughs> right. off of Indiana. IU's got the banners. Yes. Yes, but over the last decade, as IU was running through coach after coach, Purdue would just beat up on the Hoosiers. That's all you had to say, though. You had to look at those Purdue fans and say, banners. But those banners are dusty, but they exist. <laughs> They're there. Now, listen, I know Purdue takes a lot of heat because they lost to a 16 seed in the tournament and they tend to choke at the tournament. <laughs> but I will say this Matt Painter is one of the classiest dudes you're going to find in coaching. Um, what he said right there was an example of that. I remember when Beach Grove High School's basketball coach, Matt English, passed away. He had a battle with cancer. And Matt Painter, came to Beach Grove High School and spoke to, you know, the team and, oh, wow. you know, showed up at the service. And he's the guy that gets it. He understands what basketball in this state is about. Another one is the new head coach at Notre Dame, Micah Shrewsbury. He was a high school player here in Indiana, came up through the ranks. He's now the head coach at Notre Dame. A lot of the upbringing, a lot of the things that, that you know, I think about as a coach, um, a lot of us coaches all goes back to, to, to him. So um, I know there's a lot of people hurting right now because of that. So I um, just want to know, like, everybody at Indiana University know that, you know, Notre Dame basketball family is thinking about you. And probably the guy that has been the closest with Coach Knight, one of the guys, is Quinn Buckner. Former player was on that 76 undefeated team. He was the one that was really instrumental in getting Bob Knight to come back to Assembly Hall that day in 2020. And he was on the Pacers broadcast last night, Chris Denary and Quinn Buckner. And they had just gotten the news before they went live on the air mm. for the Pacers and Celtics game. Here is Chris Denary and Quinn Buckner. We got to TD Garden. We found out that legendary Indiana University basketball coach Bob Knight had passed away at the age of 83. And there is nobody better to talk about Coach Knight, the relationship that he had, is my partner, Quinn Buckner, who's also the president of the IU Board of Trustees. And uh, Quinn, a, a, a tough moment when we learned the passing of Coach Knight. Yeah, it really was. Um, and I, I was good. And I'll struggle. Thank you. He was a terrific man, first of all, despite all that other stuff. He, he really was a terrific guy. He was a great friend. Um, uh, and the, the world lost a, a guy who was, he was a genius that really understood life as well as basketball. And um, I, I feel quite privileged to be whatever I am because I had been in his presence at such an early age, and he helped me grow. And for all of the IU nation, uh, I'm going to take privilege here and speak. He'll be dearly missed. Yeah, yeah, quite an effect on all his players. Um, mostly positive. And, man, I got to tell you, just a, like a side note, I loved it when he did battle with the refs. 
when Bob Knight <laughs> laid into Ted Valentine. I mean, I, TV I, Ted. I, I reposted, uh, if you go to twitter.com slash Hammer and Nigel, this is my third fav- favorite, like, red ass moment from Bob Knight behind <laughs> the chair and behind the locker room speech is when it was senior night, 98, Assembly Hall, Illinois was in town. I think it was Luke Recker that, like, went up for a rebound and got knocked down and fouled or something, and he, he wasn't getting back up. And, and, Coach Knight walked out there, started walking out towards. He had a player on the ground. I wasn't getting up, and Valentine teed him up, and Knight just lost it. <laughs> and for the next six minutes, was just laying into uh, Valentine. I think Hightower was another ref that was out there. And is that when he walked across the court and that, right and in front of him? It all culminated with finally, after five minutes, a crowd going nuts <laughs> and technical throwing left and right. Knight finally just storms out in the middle of the court, and the only person that's standing out in the court is Ted Valentine with his with his head with his head in his hands like a little bee, uh, <laughs> like it was just that crying little baby because he was getting bit berated by Bob Knight. Bob Knight storm. I thought Bob Knight was going to tackle Ted Valentine. I thought he was going to pummel him, but. He just brushed right next to him. He buzzed the tower. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, So go check that out if you haven't seen that moment with Bob Knight. That that was my favorite red-ass moment for Bob Knight. One of my favorites. As the tributes come in, I didn't expect to see this one, but it makes sense. Adam Sandler put out a tweet. Really? Sending love to Coach's family. Won't ever forget how much fun we had together making anger management. And won't ever forget my pop being sick and Bobby calling him to lift his spirits, R.I.P. Bobby. That was from Adam Sandler. And I totally forgot Bob Knight had a great cameo in the movie Anger Management. Remember, Adam Sandler walks in and there's Bob Knight. And you think he's there for anger management. Then he pops up. You mean to tell me this isn't Sexaholic Anonymous? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. Okay, I got it. I'm watching it right now. (laughs) Good. I'll retweet it. Good cameo, man. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the hotline. One of the biggest names to ever play basketball at Indiana. He was an All-American. He was a national champion. He won an Olympic gold medal. Steve Alford joins us. Coach, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. So, obviously, the biggest story in Indiana and maybe across the sports world is the passing of your former coach, Bob Knight. When you heard the news, Steve, take me through the emotions that went through your mind. Yeah, uh, obviously a tough day yesterday. I learned about it uh, right before we had a scrimmage, uh, an exhibition game, and we were in pregame meal, so I had to dismiss myself from pregame meal. My associate coach, Craig Neal, who's an Indiana guy himself, played at Georgia Tech for Bobby Crimmins, and we're on the same Indiana All-Star team, and uh, fortunate to learn it from him instead of uh, the internet or otherwise. So, just really tough. Um, you know, you grow up in Indiana. You, uh, I was fortunate to play for my dad at Newcastle, and all of my individual workouts, all of my dreams, all my prayers were that I, I twofold. I, I wanted to be good enough to play for my dad, and I wanted to be good enough to hopefully play for Coach Knight at Indiana. And so, when you just start thinking about all those things now at the age of fifty-eight. Um, you start reflecting about you know all those things you did as a youngster, and then uh, the impact that somebody like Coach Knight's had on your career. When was the first time that Coach came to watch you play as a high school basketball player? Do you remember? 
Well, that's how I'm getting older. But uh, Stu Robinson was a, a senior uh, at Madison Heights. I was a junior at Newcastle, and he came to the field house, um, uh, the largest and finest, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. I think it was sold out, about nine, ten thousand 10,000 people there. And uh, Coach Knight was in the, the stands. And um, I think that was the first, maybe the first game, at least the first game at Newcastle that he saw me. And now the irony to that is I'm coaching Stu's son um, here at Nevada. Oh, so, wow. So he came to see Stu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stu, uh, Stu has already committed. Um, I think Stu is already committed. And I think I was already committed as well because I committed before my junior year. So it was two, two guys that would end up spending uh, three years. We, we, Stu and I were in the same backcourt for three years. So um, it was a good game for Coach to come up to. Steve, what was your relationship like with Coach during your time at Indiana? Oh, it's phenomenal. I, I'm not, you know, everybody will tell you it's tough, um, but that's what makes Coach so special. Um, the way he prepared us, the the discipline that he imposed, the learning how to compete on every possession. I've been coaching 33 years now, and I, it's so difficult to get players to understand every drill matters, every possession matters. Uh, the ability to compete at a high level during every possession is huge. I think he implemented that on a daily basis, no matter whether you'd won the last game or lost the last game. The ability to get his players and teams to improve daily. And then just to show his team how to win. Uh, He was such a winner. And um, I loved his honesty. Uh, There were times I didn't like how tough he was. uh, But (laughs) that's all all part of playing there. And you understand that. And when you understand what he was saying to you, then you saw growth. And if you couldn't see what he was saying to you, um, then it just wasn't going to be the right fit for you. And I was very fortunate that um, I understood that. And uh, I liked how hard he was on me because he made me better. Uh, Whether I was coming off a bad game or I was coming off a game where I scored a bucket load of points – he was the same coach the next day, and it was about focus on the next play, focus on the next team, and be prepared to the fullest. And, and I think his greatest attribute was how he prepared teams. I, I just always thought we were the most prepared team in every game we played. And when you clashed with him, uh, you know, off the court or on the court at practice, like, did you mouth off? Did you ever say something <laughs> that you kind of went, "Well, oh, what no, just no, what no, no. what just came out of my mouth? Uh oh, did I just say that or none of that?" No, that that never happened, but one of the best stories, I'd been kicked out of seven practices in four years and you know wow i was i was a confident kid i had to be because i wasn't 610 i wasn't athletic i i had to be skill and toughness and basketball iq and um you know but one practice coach kicked me out because he he said i wasn't working hard and that was like man that was a dart because i I took pride working everybody and i was a senior and I guess I just had enough. So one of the things you learned, I told the Olympic team this in 84 when he kicked us out, you stay at your <laughs> locker because you, you you stay at your locker, you stay dressed, and then he'll come in and he'll talk to you one-on-one. Well, that had happened to me about six times in my career. And then finally my senior year, I'm like, no, I'm done with I'm not – I shouldn't be kicked out as a senior. I'm done. And so I, I threw all my clothes on the floor and I left. And I go back to my apartment at Jackson Heights. And as soon as I come in the door, because I'm telling you how old I am, we had no cell phones. It was a landline. My my phone's ringing. And I answer the phone, and it's Tim Garl, our trainer. And all Tim says is, 
hey, coach would like for you to come. Hey, coach needs for you to come back to put your practice gear in the bag and do what you're supposed to do with it. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't come back and be. Yeah. And, Talk to it was and it's that's who coach was. I mean, he got you. He just got, oh, that's got that yeah, and I had to like sneak back into assembly hall, put my practice gear. I was so mad that I forgot that little <laughs> that little discipline of putting the practice gear in a bag and putting it in a laundry bin. But that was coach. That was his Hey, you want to go home? That's fine. Go home, but you know the disciplines of putting your practice gear when when you're done practicing. And it was just lessons like that 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 taught me every day how to be a better player, how to be a better person. We're chatting with Steve Alford, head coach at Nevada, and of course, an IU legend, one of the greatest to ever put on the uniform for the Hoosiers. You mentioned that Olympic team, Steve. There were some big names on that Olympic team, but you were the one that had experience of dealing with Coach Knight. Did some of the other guys come up and ask you for advice on how to get through a practice with him as their coach? Yeah, that happened all the time, and I always told the guys, I'm like, guys, I'm just 19. I'm I'm a freshman. I've only been there one year, but they didn't know I'd been with – I'd been at coaches' camps from third grade all the way through 12th grade. I went to every single camp. My dad took me to clinics. So I did know Coach uh, as well as you could just through complete, completing one year of college. But I'll never forget um, – in May, I think it was May, our Olympic team had been solidified. May, it might have been June. We we're practicing assembly hall, staying on campus there in Bloomington. And uh, we just had three really good practices in a row, like really good. We were in two-a-days. So, it, you know, Vern Fleming, who obviously had a great collegiate career and then a, a great career, played for the Pacers. Yeah. and uh, was a dear teammate. Um, he came up to me before practice. He hit, hey, what's coach going to do today? And I go, Vern. It wouldn't be I wouldn't surprise me at all if he came in right at the beginning of practice. We do one, two drills, and then he goes crazy and kicks us out of practice. <laughs> <laughs> and Vern, Vern looks at me and he goes, "Why, Steve? Why would he kick us out of practice? We're playing so well." I said, Vern, because coach never wants to give you a day off mentally, and by kicking us out of practice, he's able to give us physically a day off. But mentally, we'll be sitting in our rooms over at the student union, and we're going to be like, man, he's mad. we got to be better the next day. we got to back up this day off and be good. And that's how he trained us mentally. And it to a T, we did four corners. We did one more drill. And Coach boots a ball into the stand and <laughs> tells us to get out. And I look at Vern, and he's staring like he'd seen a ghost. And we go into – we go in the locker room, and it's the first time he'd kicked us out, and everybody started taking their shoes off. I'm like, no, 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 no. Guys, you got to just sit at your chairs, sit at your locker, don't get undressed, don't do anything. You got to wait till he comes in. But I'll never forget it to this day. I happen to glance over and look at Vern, and he's just dumbfounded. He's just like, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. What was your. Um... It worked out that I, I gained a little notoriety of knowing what the coach was doing. Yeah. But, uh, it, it tells you how coach wasn't going to change for anybody. He was the best ever to play, you know, was on that Olympic team, and he didn't change. He was flexible to to Michael. There's no question, but uh, he didn't change who he was as a coach. What was your relationship with uh, Coach Knight over the years, and and do you remember the last time you've spoken with him? Oh yeah, I, I was vaccinating uh, a month ago, and oh, obviously wow. not 
not in very good health at all. And, right. Um, when I get back in the summers, I've tried, I've tried to see him, and um, his health has been declining. And I was able to spend about three hours with Pat, which was his son, which was was a lot of fun for both of us, just reminiscing about things because he was in junior high when I was playing uh, at Indiana. But Coach has always been so close to me, and um, every time I've needed him or called upon him, he's been there to help. Um, he was he was instrumental in um, moving me to New Mexico and, and being able to work for Doc. Smedley and an incredible president and that he had at Texas Tech and um, he was always there whether my, my start my college coaching career was Manchester he had my teams down there I go to Missouri State and he he, he schedules Missouri State in his tournament I go to Iowa which becomes a conflicting time because now we're competing against each other in the Big Ten and you know, he does things like the handshake that the media was all looking for. He comes in a different way to um, just so that's not a big deal. He just he did everything to do to help me in every way, shape, or form. And every time I went to see him, every time I called upon him, um, he was a dear friend. And um, obviously, I love the man and appreciate everything he's done for me. Well, Coach, best of luck with your Nevada squad this year, and we really do appreciate you taking the time to join us here in Indy to reflect on Coach Bob Knight. I appreciate it very much. Thanks. Go Hoosiers. Wow. Steve Alford, icon, legend. I had the workout video from Steve Alford when I was a kid, the Steve Alford (laughs) All-American Workout Video, the VHS, and my favorite drill was you could just take a chair and a broom out to the basketball floor, put the broom in the chair, and then you can shoot over defenders. (laughs) Like, if you were just by yourself, that's how you could get better. And were you wearing really, really skin-tight short shorts, (laughs) up the, like, thigh, moose-knuckle-type shorts? Is that... At a strong hair game, too. Yes. (laughs) All right.